A very funny thing happened this week with Alina Haba. On Monday, Alina Haba sent a letter to the court, the very same court, by the way, that ruled against her client on Friday and ordered him to pay $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. But Alina Haba had a new conspiracy theory she wanted to test out with the court on Monday. So she sent a letter to the court demanding a quote, fact finding mission to find out if there was an improper relationship between judge Lewis Kaplan, who oversaw the E. Jean Carroll case and one of Carroll's lawyers by the name of Roberta Kaplan. Now it's not just because they have the same last name. They're not related in any way. Kaplan's not an uncommon last name, but Alina Haba referred to an article from the New York post that said that 30 years ago, both Roberta Kaplan and judge Lewis Kaplan, before he was appointed as a federal judge, worked at the same New York law firm. And Haba said that she believes the two were engaged in a mentor mentee relationship. Therefore they have a history that goes back decades. They were good, great friends. And he taught her everything he knows. And then of course he sided with her in this lawsuit. Then on Tuesday, Alina Haba sent another letter to the court before the court even had a chance to respond to the first one. And she said, "Never mind. We, we don't need any. I think this issue's resolved. So thanks a lot. Appreciate it. So what happened in that 24 hour span between Alina Haba thinking that she had, oh, I'm going to get this judge and this lawyer to being, oh, never mind. Please forget. I said any of this. Well, what happened is that the lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, threatened to sanction Alina Haba or threatened to ask the court to sanction Alina Haba for making such baseless claims. And of course, Alina Haba had alleged that this only now came to light when in fact, the uh, fact that these, the, the judge and the lawyer worked at the same law firm, that's actually been readily available for years and years and years. That was not a fact that was hidden, actually a very quick search online, literally a few seconds you'd have found that. So the New York post really didn't break any kind of new news there, but Alina Haba had apparently never done her due diligence on the case and only just now learned this. But, uh, Carol's lawyer Kaplan responded saying, quote, during the relatively brief period, more than 30 years ago, I do remember the Paul Weiss partners with whom I worked and none of them was your honor. More specifically, I have no recollection from that time period of ever interacting with your honor on a case, participating with your honor in a client or case related meeting or attending a court proceeding with your honor. In fact, I remember no direct interaction from that time period with your honor at all. And of course she did go on to threaten to request sanctions against Alina Haba for making such a frivolous motion with the court. Now, I guess she doesn't have to ask for sanctions because Alina Haba just due to the threat of sanctions alone, decided to go run and hide and basically said, "Never mind. please forget I ever said any of this. Oopsie doo, I'm a big dumb idiot. Now she didn't add that last part, but you know, that's implied by this whole thing. Uh, It's important to also point out the fact that this law firm, Paul Weiss, uh, is is a massive, massive, one of those giant multinational law firms. There's over a thousand lawyers there. So yeah, they're not all sitting around becoming buddy, buddy when there's 1000 of them. (laughs) So Alina Haba's claim was totally baseless. 
based on a news report that even though it came out this week was also decades late in busting this news. So Haba ran and hid praying she doesn't get sanctioned, which of course then resulted in Trump posting on truth social, asking for new lawyers to help him with the E. Jean Carroll appeal. So apparently Alina Haba has screwed up one too many times, even for Donald Trump. And this action this week is just the latest in a long line of her failures. E. Jean Carroll has been going in the media these last few days after, of course, getting that massive verdict, that judgment against Donald Trump for $83 million this past Friday. Um, and she's been having a bit of a victory lap, which she is 100% entitled to. After all, she beat Donald Trump in court not once, but twice. So the big question, of course, is, is she going to go for the hat trick and beat him a third time in court? And according to Carol in a recent interview with MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, that's not out of the question. There could be a third defamation lawsuit from E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump, but she makes it clear, one, she's definitely not afraid to do it again. She's beat him twice. She has no doubt she'd beat him again. I have no doubt either. But she says, if he says anything else. Now, that's what I take issue with. See, Donald Trump, all throughout the trial, made outrageous, you know, defamatory claims about E. Jean Carroll that were not included in the lawsuit. Now, some of them were brought up in court, but they were new claims that easily could result in lawsuits being filed. But Carroll says she's not going to take action on those. She's only going to see if he does anything else. And to his credit, I guess, if you want to give him that, Trump has not said a word about Carol herself since that verdict was handed down. I think he understands at this point, if he does it again, you know, first time was 5 million, second time was 83 million, next time could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So, so far, Trump's trying to keep his nose clean and all this and not talk about E. Jean Carroll. But as I said, I don't think she needs to wait for him to say something else starting now because there was one claim that Donald Trump made during the trial that is 100% the kind of thing that you get sued for every time. He accused E. Jean Carroll of illegal activities. He said on Truth Social that she obtained a gun and ammunition illegally. You cannot, 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 cannot accuse somebody of engaging in illegal behavior if they have not been convicted. I've said this before. I talked about it when it happened, but this is why whenever I talk about these things, even with Donald Trump, I have to say allegedly, because if I say Donald Trump is a criminal, that's a defamatory statement because that is not true. He has not been convicted. If I say that Donald Trump is an alleged criminal, still iffy, but that's a lot safer. If I say that Donald Trump is alleged to have committed these crimes, that is a factual statement. I know it seems weird, you know, just slight linguistic changes there, but that is the difference between a factual statement and a defamatory statement in the eyes of the law. And because Donald Trump said 
she engaged in illegal activities. He is therefore implying she is a criminal when she is in fact not. That is something that E. Jean Carroll and her lawyers should sue him over. I said it at the time and I'll say it again. They should still sue him for that. I know it might be overkill. I know they're probably glad it's over and they don't want to sue him again. But a statement like that should not be swept under the rug. It should not be ignored. That is an actionable statement. And I hope that they reconsider, you know, that time frame of when he says something and they'll sue again. Because I think he ought to be sued for that right now. In speaking with reporters from The Hill this week, Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to kind of go ahead and pour a little salt onto the wounds that Lauren Boebert is currently suffering from in her new 4th Congressional District. Well, that's where she is moving to. She doesn't actually live there yet, and of course she doesn't represent them in Congress, but she hopes to represent them in Congress, and so far, things are actually going worse for her in her new district than they were for her in the old district. So somehow she moves to a more Republican friendly district and it goes even worse for her. Like that is the opposite of what she thought would happen. And Marjorie Taylor Greene this week decided to take a little shot at her. Here's what Marjorie Taylor Greene told reporters from the Hill. She said, I think she's got to earn those people's support. I saw that she came in fifth in the straw poll over the weekend, which she should be very concerned about. I think that's a serious primary and it seems like there's some good candidates in there. We'll see what's happening with the polling and the direction it's going. So listen, in terms of Marjorie Taylor Greene going after somebody, that is probably the most mild I've ever seen her, especially given the fact, given the history between these two of just absolutely hating each other. So for the first time ever, I am actually going to give kudos to Marjorie Taylor Greene because she could have gone in for the kill. I mean, Lauren Boebert is making a total ass of herself. She made an ass of herself in the debate they had last week. She basically got called stupid. She got called a carpetbagger. She lied about how many times she had been arrested. Then she comes in fifth in that straw poll. Like now is the time to go ahead and put that final nail in the coffin. And Marjorie Taylor Greene could have done it. Like this is literally the one time where I would be like, you know what, Marge, go scorched earth. You are used to throwing temper tantrums and going on these incoherent lunatic rants. Do one for Lauren Boebert now. And it's the one time that Marjorie Taylor Greene is like, I'm going to twist the knife a little, but I'm going to go easy on her. (laughs) You know, I don't want to be the bully here. So I'm just going to say that, oh, she should be very concerned. There's some other good candidates there. So it's a dig and it's an insult. But again, we have seen so much worse from Marge. So Marge, I'm actually begging you now. You know, this is the one time I'm going to give you the free pass on this. Just go ahead and go for the jugular against Lauren Boebert. We all want to see it. The whole public, even the people who despise you, myself included, we really want to see this. Like this is right up your alley. This is the kind of thing that you're good at. Maybe the only thing in life that you're good at. So come on, Marge, go ahead. Let it rip against Lauren Boebert. Remind everybody in this country of how horrible she is because it's a double-edged sword. 
If you were to do that, they would also remember how horrible you are. So maybe that comes back to bite you too. See, so there's really no downside. Do it, Marge. We know you got it in you. We know you don't like Lauren Boebert. And you may have the power to end her career and do us all a big favor. So go ahead and do it. What's to stop ABC News had the opportunity to talk to multiple different Trump supporters in a segment that aired this past Sunday. And what these Trump supporters basically told us, told these reporters for ABC actually, is that there is nothing, there is no amount of evidence, there is no talking point you could give them to convince them that President Biden legitimately won the 2020 election. There is no way they say that they will ever believe that that man received 81 million votes. Let me read you a couple of quotes from these members of the Trump cult, because we're not going to call these people voters. They're literally telling us we are going to continue to deny reality. No matter how much evidence shows us otherwise, we're going to deny it because we love this man so much. So yeah, that's a cult. Here's what one of them said. He was asked point blank. Do you think the election of 2020 was stolen response? I don't know that it, I, I don't think that it was. Yes, I do. I I think it was stolen. I, I, I don't believe that that many people voted for Joe Biden. I, 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 and I will never believe that. I, I, I don't believe that no matter how many lawsuits or court cases, when, when something is, is proven, I, I think you have to investigate the other side of it. What? I mean, aside from the panicked stutter that you had there, what does that last sentence mean? I think when something is proven, I think you have to investigate the other side of it. What? No, that's, that's actually literally the opposite of what you do. When something is proven, you don't need to investigate anymore. You like, you don't need to investigate the other side because your own statement says like it was already proven. Like the proven thing is that president Biden won the election. You're like, yeah, that was proven. It sure was, but we need to investigate the other side of it. You, you absolutely actually do not. That's what proving something means. It means it's done. It's settled. It has been proven. But again, we're dealing with people that are not living in reality. And that's why, by the way, it is so hard to have these conversations with these kinds of people because they're telling you, I don't care how much evidence you put in front of me. I don't care what facts and figures and statistics you show me. I am going to go with my gut. You know, Ben Shapiro loves to say facts don't care about your feelings. Well, guess what? Their feelings don't care about our facts. So Ben, how do you, how do you reconcile that when you're dealing with crazy people? Here's what another one said. They were asked, uh, I take it. You believe the election was stolen. And this person responded, yes, I do. You know, people will say, well, there isn't, there, there isn't enough to overturn this particular election that really you put it all together. I think there might be, why aren't we looking at it? Why aren't we looking at it? Because there's nothing there. That's like saying, well, why aren't we looking at Bigfoot? Cause, cause Bigfoot's not here. Like, what do, what do you want us to do? You want us to look at something that's, that's not there. 
Okay, well, why aren't we looking at it? Because that election was over three years ago. We had multiple lawsuits. We had investigation. Trump hired his own people, spent millions of dollars, and they all came back to him and said, I can't find what you think is real. And for the record, most of the fraud, the individual voters committing fraud that we have found have been Trump supporters. The few areas where we found that yes, some votes were undercounted. Every one of those, which I believe there's been three instances in different jurisdictions across the country, all three of them votes were undercounted, but they were undercounted for Biden. So he actually won by more. Like what more do you freaks need? And I get it. I know that there are people out there who do this just like I do. They speak more respectfully of these folks. Some of them can even carry on conversations with them and try to make them see the light. God bless those people who do that. I don't have the patience for it. I, I, I don't have the temperament for that. And I don't think that it is worthwhile to have these conversations with these people, unless you're a trained mental health professional, because that is what they need. And I'm not saying that as an insult, they need to be deprogrammed. Okay. I don't have the tools for that, but I can be pissed off about it. I can mock these people because they're refusing to live in the same reality that you and I live in. That's not a political movement folks. That's a cult. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.